welcome to the Bossed Up Podcast, episode 387. I'm your host, Emily Aries, the founder and CEO of Bossed Up. Today, I want to talk through how to create a clear delineation between your workday and the rest of your life. Ever since 2020, I think the COVID-19 pandemic made it really clear that more of us can work from home or in some kind of a hybrid arrangement than ever before. And frankly, people are not going back. The latest research from Pew found that 64% of those who are now working from home, at least some of the time, but rarely did before the pandemic, say that it's easier now for them to balance work with their personal life. So those are some perks when it comes to work-life balance that we don't want to you know, give up on. There's quite a few perks when it comes to working from home or in some kind of hybrid arrangement. 44% say working from home has made it easier for them to get their work done and meet deadlines, while very few, only 10%, say it's become harder. Now, that being said, there are some noticeable downsides to this trend. The first is increasing isolation. 60% of workers who are now in that situation working remotely or hybrid when previously they didn't before the pandemic, 60% of those folks say that they feel less connected to their colleagues and coworkers. And that's more important than we give it credit. I know we all like to complain about working with our colleagues, she said, in an office sitting beside her colleagues. Um, But the fact of the matter is relationships matter. They matter a lot. And think about how much time you spend at work. The quality of your relationships with whomever you're working, whether it's remotely or otherwise, takes up a huge portion of your life and your waking lives in particular. So it's important that we value and feel connected meaningfully to at least some of the people that we work alongside. The second downside when it comes to this increase in working from home is now that we can work anywhere and anytime, there's a growing expectation that we do work anywhere and all the time. And we've seen our workday really creep into the rest of our lives. Now, this is not a new trend. Even back in 2011, studies found that American workers in particular tend to work later into the evening and more on the weekends than workers in any other nation. And while we all love the flexibility that comes from working from home, None of us should feel always on and always at the beck and call of our workplaces, even though it feels like our workplaces are always in our back pocket via our smartphones and in our email inboxes. So today's boss tip is all about how to set some real practical work-life boundaries, even if you're working remotely or working in a hybrid arrangement, so that you can actually give your life and, importantly, the people in it your full attention and not feel like you always have one eye on your digital workplace. The key for doing this, the key to creating a clear boundary to actually end your workday and and draw that line between work and home life is a ritual that closes out your workday. A transitional ritual signals to your brain and body that, oh, we are changing. We're going through some kind of transition. We're making a shift, and it's time to mentally shift gears. A friend of mine, Erica Kesswin, who's been a guest on this very podcast, wrote a book just a year or two ago called 
Rituals Roadmap. It was all about incorporating rituals into your daily life and into the workplace in particular. And she defines a ritual as something that goes beyond its practical purpose. She gives a great example about a transitional ritual to close her workday by saying, look, if the lights go out in your office and you light a candle so that you can functionally see what you're doing, then lighting that candle is not a ritual. If you go beyond its practical purpose and decide to make a ritual out of lighting a candle at the end of your workday to kind of set a tone and signal to your space and to your mind and to your body and brain that, oh, this is my you know recurring transition. I close the laptop, I light a candle, and the rest of my day and evening is now about to begin. That becomes a ritual. So it has to go beyond its practical purpose, and you have to give it or imbue it with some kind of meaning. A few other examples of an end of the workday ritual. My husband, Brad the dad, has never worked remotely because the work he does requires in-person work. And so when we were talking about how to prepare our lives for the many different elements and responsibilities that come with becoming a working parent, he really talked about the importance of that end of workday ritual that comes on his commute home taking a few moments to have quiet time in the car between dealing with all of his colleagues at work and dealing with sometimes a screaming baby at home is a really important moment of mindful reflection and ritual and frankly transition for him. But many of us no longer have a commute if you're working remotely. So an end of day ritual might look like closing the laptop and taking a lap around your block or taking a walk in the park. Or it might be something as simple as always ending your workday by reviewing your calendar for the next day. So you have a little sense of what's coming down the pipe tomorrow. And then closing that laptop, literally shutting things down, whatever kind of electronic device you're on, turning it off, and then sitting up or standing up and taking a moment or two to stretch. You might change the lighting in your house, change the ambiance, turn on some music, right? Signal some way to change the vibe of your space to show that you're making a transition. Now, if you're a working parent like me, you might be laughing to yourself, imagining a calm, peaceful transition from the end of your workday to, you know, signaling to your brain with the lighting of a candle that it's time to ease into your evening. Because for me now, and for so many millions of working parents out there, daycare pickup is my transition. It's a very clear, solid line in the sand. You better be there out of respect to your child care providers to literally pick up your child uh, and transition from one, frankly, job at work to a different kind of role that you play uh, in terms of your parenting job at home. So look, whatever the transition is, it's actually ironic, I would say, because I've become very specific, very mindful, very intentional as a working parent now that work doesn't bleed into that precious out couple of hours I have between daycare pickup and bedtime. Back in the day, I would constantly be multitasking. My work life and my work day would constantly bleed into the dinner hour. So one real upside to the intense transition that is becoming a working parent, for me at least, has been making that delineation really specific and, and really mindful and intentional um, and sharing that responsibility with Brad the dad. Now, 
the ultimate hack for those of you who are listening and thinking, mm, this all sounds fine and good, but how likely am I to actually put my pen and paper down and actually shut my system down? There's always more work to do. I have a really hard time pulling myself away from the work at hand. Here's the ultimate hack is setting yourself up with 5 p.m. plans. Years ago, this relates to a concept I read about in Gretchen Rubin's writing. She talks about the four tendencies in a variety of her, her past books. And she included her description of a personality type she calls the obliger. Here's what she writes. Obligers meet outer expectations, but struggle to meet inner expectations. Of all the tendencies, obligers are the biggest group and the ones whom people count on the most. They put a high value on meeting commitments to others, but may have trouble setting limits and meeting their commitments to themselves. Does that sound familiar? If you're like me, resonating with this tendency, I have the ultimate end-of-day ritual that will actually work for you. Set it up so that someone is expecting you when your workday ends. Someone in a fun, social, personal arena is expecting you to show up for them. Whether you join a sports league, just sign up for a recurring yoga class or a pottery class, have a standing meetup with a friend at your neighborhood uh, you know, coffee spot or, or tea room or bar, right? A happy hour or even a video conference call with your friends that you take in a different place then you take your calls for work in your home. Set something up for the end of the day, something social that is purely social and not work-related. Nothing motivates me to get my together and wrap up my workday faster than if I know I have fun, friend, or family-oriented plans waiting for me. This is doubly important. Not only because it'll help you close out your workday and mentally shift gears, but it will also help with that earlier note that the research from Pew is showing that we're experiencing greater rates of social isolation. So with all the benefits that come with the flexibility of hybrid or remote work, we need to make sure we're being thoughtful and mindful about investing in our social connection right now, because this solves you know, these 5 p.m. plans solve for both helping you wrap up your workday and investing in your relationships. I am absolutely devouring the new book, uh, The Good Life by Mark Schultz and Robert Waldinger, which makes a really strong connection between feeling truly socially connected throughout your relationships and living a long and healthy life. So this is the ultimate end-of-day ritual. You're making time to invest in your relationships while signaling to your brain and body that the work for the day is done and it's time to shift gears. Odds are you will leave that call or that meetup or that pottery class or whatever the heck it is feeling way more rejuvenated than you might think too. If you've ever been someone who's like, oh, I don't want to call my bestie right now. I don't have the energy for that. I want to you know, give her my full attention. A small, quick call can be just as rejuvenating than feeling like you have to mentally prepare yourself for something big. So whatever your ritual is, find a way to clearly signal to yourself the workday is done 
and make that transition into the rest of your life. You and the people in your life will thank you for it. If you put any of this boss tip to work in your life, or if you have an end of day ritual that I missed, I wanna hear about it. Join us in Bossed Up's LinkedIn group where the conversation continues after each episode. You can find the link to join us there in today's show notes. And until next time, let's keep bossing in pursuit of our purpose and together let's lift as we climb.